There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Alarmy. Before we get started, we wanted to make sure you heard the big news. The Alarmist has joined Patreon. Patreon subscribers will get access to our content ad-free, as well as our aftermath post-interview discussion and final verdict. We'll also be putting out additional bonus episodes and other fun stuff. Here's a preview of Guest Alarmist, where I step aside and let a guest walk us through a personal tragedy, and together the Alarmist crew figures out who's to blame. This month, Leah Poliot discusses the sisterhood of the traveling disaster. But I, but I do want to say it's like what always happens, too, is that like you have these like, you know, destinations you want to go to, but then something always happens along the way. There's always magic involved. Yeah, what's it's the magic. The, what's such the bummer is that Leah and Sarah didn't get to kind of find those pockets of magic in their Well, in their did travels. you? We don't know. Was there a magical moment, even though all this chaos was going on, that you guys think about, like, with fond memories? It, there were some ravioli that we had when we first got into France. <laughs> That's uh, great. And... <laughs> That is still magical in my heart. Great. It was the only place open from before dinner. We got in. It was like three or four at a weird time. Nobody was at this restaurant. Best ravioli I've ever had in my entire oh, life. Oh, that's that's I'm great. so happy Just for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash the alarmist and subscribe today. Now on to our episode. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the origins of werewolf folklore. Here's what you need to know. Science and the proliferation of video cameras have combined to make sense of a lot of strange things in this world. Or rather, they've made strange things less strange. One such phenomenon is the existence of werewolves. 
Believe it or not, folks from olden times really did believe that werewolves existed. While there were many theories about what they looked like and why they changed from human to beast, one thing was certain, they were scary. The origins of werewolves can be found in Nordic folklore as well as Greek mythology, when Zeus turned Lycaon and his sons into wolves. But there are also a few documented cases of werewolf attacks throughout history. In the 1500s, two Frenchmen named Pierre Bourgot and Michel Verdun are said to have made a deal with the devil to get an ointment that turned them into wolves. They murdered several children and were both convicted and burned at the stake. Another case that also took place in France in the same century centered on Giles Garner, aka the Werewolf of Dole, who also had an ointment that turned him into a wolf. He too was burned at the stake for viciously killing children and eating them. The most famous case in modern history involved Peter Stube from Germany. He was a well-to-do landowner who confessed to terrorizing his hometown, killing men, women, and children. He supposedly had a belt which turned him into a werewolf. However, the belt was never found, and Peter's confession came under scrutiny since he was subject to prolonged torture by the police. Although none of the cases are proof that a human actually turned into a wolf, there have been instances of lycanthropy, which is when a person is convinced that they're a wolf. There have also been rabies, and of course, some people are just hairier than others. Werewolf folklore in modern times has mostly been relegated to the fictional realm. Stories that involve a full moon and silver bullets can be found everywhere. But who is responsible for coming up with such a vile and dangerous creature? Or is it just a reflection of our own dark nature? After all, human beings are the animal that's most capable of committing heinous acts of violence. Many so-called werewolves were in fact serial killers, with France notoriously leading the pack. The first references to werewolves are thousands of years old. Some argue that the earliest mention of a werewolf comes from the Epic of Gilgamesh, a piece of writing from 1800 BC. Two of the five medical conditions that are popular amongst werewolf mania are lycanthropy, a rare psychological condition that causes people to believe they're changing into a wolf or other animal, and hypertrichosis, a rare genetic disorder causing excessive hair growth. In France, between 1520 and 1630, there were more than 30,000 recorded cases of people who claimed to be, or appeared to be, werewolves. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very special guest today is screenwriter, producer, director, Tracy Hare. Hi, Tracy. Tracy Sayre. It rhymes with hair. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that that was was amazing. Should I do was, that again? The irony was you <laughs> or got should it. we keep it? You got it. I think we should keep well, it. <laughs> Tracy Sayre. The whole time I was like, remember, Rebecca, it rhymes with hair. Yeah, and you did. <laughs> Tracy Sayre. Uh, oh. But, you know, Tracy, I, I'm... I'm normally incredibly bad with names and the fact that i was even that close is yeah. <laughs> you have you don't even know. on the on the brain yeah. you think of hair features it right. makes sense that's right <laughs> tracy you're also the co-director of moonshot initiative i was hoping that you could tell our listeners a little bit about it Sure, yeah. Um, it's a nonprofit for gender equity. We've been working for the past six years. We've advanced the careers of thousands of women and non-binary filmmakers. We've made 36 short films with um, over 900 women, and those films have gotten into over 100 film festivals. Amazing. Awesome. That's you. awesome. Um, and, and, and uh, you know, we're just very excited to have you on the show to talk about werewolves. But before we dive in, we ask all of our guests, what is something that's recently alarming you? What's something that's keeping you up at night? Ooh, good question. <laughs> uh, well, I have two small kids. And so mm. 
I think like everything that I've said to them over the past day, I review it all in my head. I'm like, oh, have I scarred them forever? Oh man, <laughs> oh, that alarms me. <laughs> so I, it's a, that's yeah. got to, That's a sign of a good parent. <laughs> I guess. Say. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I know what you mean though, because you're like, I mean, in the moment, you're probably kind of not making it up as you go but there's a certain element of improvisation i'm sure with all of these situations when you come across problems with kids but so there then is. when you review how'd you do yesterday <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's your score <laughs> yesterday my daughter ended up my five-year-old ended up watching a little bit of angels in america i had it on in the oh, background and she walked okay. in and she was like i don't like this but i'm very curious and the section that she watched they kept saying like homo and f word sure. i was yeah. like oh my god oh my god and i didn't want to like pull her out immediately because then that would make her like even more curious so i was like right i'm just gonna like calmly tell her that it's bedtime and when I, was <laughs> from bed, I was like did anything that you watched did that confuse you at all did you want to talk about anything oh and she's like i just don't understand why the tv that you watch the colors are so boring <laughs> that's her only concern that's her only concern oh that's good that's great oh. sort of more of a technical aspect yeah, yeah she had notes anything yeah. she's, she's more worried about you than you are about her honestly <laughs> my mom is so she's so tall mom watches dull tv my poor mom <laughs> she's like concerned about your stimulation honestly mm -hmm. <laughs> lack of it mm -hmm. yeah very um, alarmed well, trying to see how this transitions into werewolf. <laughs> yeah. Good, good luck. Let, let's just imagine we're all looking up at a full mm. moon and we all turn into werewolves. And the colors oh. at night are oh. so dull, right? Yeah, they okay. are yeah. kind of okay. sepia. In the dullness of the Grays. moonlight, mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, and they're all brown. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we're there. I think we... we're there. <laughs> we come Wait, Tracy, <laughs> you say the werewolves are brown? I believe so, actually. You know, I've never do you know if you werewolves? <laughs> <laughs> now that say, you pointed out, I've You seem to have first-hand experience. <laughs> It's a good point. There aren't a lot of like ginger werewolves that you mm. read about oh, or hear about. Spotted. Spotted mm -hmm. or. No wow. tan, you know, the tan seems to be a, a, a color we see in animals a mm -hmm. lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, this goes back to the, I guess, the, the writer creators of werewolf folklore, right? They should be more mm -hmm. diverse in their creation of the lore unless yeah. they are indeed real, in which case, what are we even doing here? Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think back on movies that I've watched with werewolves and like, do, does the fur match the hair of the actor? I can't mm. even remember. Mm. I feel like it's Teen they're Wolf. always just brown. Team Wolf yeah. is brown. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Did he have brown hair to begin with? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Michael, Michael J. J. Fox is brown, oh, yeah. brown hair. Yeah. For sure. So, you know, I've never seen Teen Wolf. Rebecca, can you frame the conversation a little bit for us? Like, what are we going at here in terms of Who's to blame for what? The I, think, mythology I, I think it's for or? the it's origin. It's a bit of a departure. Yeah, it's mm. it's for the folklore. It's for the origin of the folklore, the the idea that werewolves are amongst us. And maybe perhaps like the bad rep that the werewolves get. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so yeah, why did okay. we need to invent these mythical terrorizing creatures? Because they're exactly. not good. They're always bad. Yeah. Gotcha. And they're never okay. sexy. I found no. that very strange because <laughs> vampires have always been sexy. There's always oh. like a resurgence of vampire lore every yes. for every generation. And then it seems like right after they try Hollywood tries to push uh werewolves and it never takes off. They're never sexy. And it's so weird that like we find these like pale, blood sucking <laughs> creatures sexy, ah, sexy, but like these like rough, furry. It's a good point. Primal yeah. creatures aren't sexy. Well, but this, this sounds like an agenda to me. This feels yeah. like all this, the like boring this... 
white dudes of the world are like trying to like subconsciously get us attracted it's to like, them or okay. like the brawny muscular hairy guys are like we don't need your help or fuck <laughs> right right so the propaganda of the werewolf we were just before we hopped on we were discussing chris you went down a you called it a wolf hole a uh, rabbit yeah. hole well, of... people go down a rabbit hole i never know how deep that is i'm not like a deep dive guy i'm a shallow and guy, maybe mm -hmm. even kiddie pool could be sure. where I live. Uh, we know, we I, know. You know, as you know. But I did look up the list of deadliest because, okay, so my mind went, werewolves, wolves. Why are we so obsessed with wolves? Why are mm -hmm. wolves so scary yeah. to us? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, are they really deadly? Perhaps they are. But they're actually, I looked, it up, I looked up a list of the deadliest animals to humans, and they're not even on the top 10. Wow. I believe it. They're, They're smart. Not the They're not going to go after another apex predator. Yeah. Well, it's well, true. Tracy said that possibly deer were on the top 10 because of car accidents. And I thought yeah. that was an interesting take. However, I'm sad to say they are also not on the top 10. Wow. The top Hippos. 10 are mostly, does anybody want to take a stab? Hippos? Are you... Sorry? Hippos. <laughs> Hippos. I think she, uh, she might have a I'm, point. I'm, I'm a saying, rhinoceros or, or something. And also know. include in animal, like the animal kingdom, not just like. And is this like animal attacks animals. on humans, Chris? Is that what this you mean is by just most deadly dead? in terms of killed humans killed per year? Okay. I would say a bear. Bear, maybe horses because we ride them. You guys are going to be like. Biters? Oh, sharks. Can we include insects? Yeah, there you go, Tracy. Now spiders. you're starting to get warmer. Oh. Now you're getting warmer. Wait, spiders kill more humans? No, than... not spiders, but insects. Oh, okay. I'll okay. just tell you. No, no. Bees. 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 Oh, that's a good guess. You guys are skipping Ants? the biggie. You guys are skipping the biggie, which is mosquitoes. Oh, oh, malaria. Malaria. Oh, yeah. That's kind of anti I should have known that. <laughs> I should have known that. Yeah, it's a it, real problem. Who's number two? Oh, I know, but I, I guess I mean, what you... number two is, you guys. Number two. Oh. Is it also an insect? Humans? Yeah, of course. Oh, we kill each other. Humans oh, I'm actually animal. surprised humans aren't first. I know, me too. Exactly. Exactly. Ooh. Mosquitoes got us by about a half a million a year, but then it's humans. <laughs> and then the drop off is massive. Okay. Then the drop off, it goes from about a half a million humans kill humans per year, and then snakes kill oh, humans, okay. 50,000. Surprising. Uh, this is according to CNET. So this is making a lot of sense to me now. It, like now, suddenly the werewolf folklore all makes sense because. If humans are the number two killers, we're we're basically just werewolves. Yeah. People probably just can't believe we're mm -hmm. so vicious, so they have to invent. <laughs> and then here's the kicker. Around. Yes. yes. I, I, well, here's the kicker: is dogs is number four. Oh, mm. shocking! Yeah. Our little There's a pets. lot of dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, this is the perfect transition to start putting things up on the board because the first thing I wanted to put up was our human need to feel like we're in control. Mm. And this is from today. And it says, uh, it's sort of the, that Jekyll and Hyde story. Uh, the idea that you become a werewolf, then go back to being a human again. That says a lot about humanity and the fear of not having control over ourselves or getting into the, that part of us that goes eating and running in the wild. That part of us that is not proper, real or imaginary, one thing's for sure. Werewolves are likely here to stay. We're going to never stop telling werewolf tales. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just part of us. And so we all have a little bit of werewolf in us, I guess. Mm. Mm. He's already talking to my theory. Yeah. Clayton has this theory that underneath this civility of society is just this pulsating reckless chaos. chaos thin, thin line. Mm. So um, you take away all of our comforts and we, maybe we just become werewolves. <laughs> so that's what I think. <laughs> so we're just hanging on for dear life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do. I mean, especially in traffic and uh, in road rage incidents, mm. I do feel like I become more, somewhat closer to a werewolf than I do to a man. Ooh, maybe that's like a good metaphor of like us, you know, he said, like, talking about like our, uh, I guess if anything, it's losing control. Really. Yeah, having, having like a lack of control, like how vulnerable that might make you feel, and therefore mm -hmm. you're kind of the whole push into a corner mentality. Mm -hmm. Like, are we more afraid of becoming werewolves ourselves, or are we more afraid of like the dangers lurking in the woods? 
Right. Like, I feel and, like it's and, a folklore to keep people indoors and away ooh, from the oh. woods, the big scary woods. That's a great point. And I probably that probably goes back more to like the origins of where this all started, right? Where yes. like you were just like living out in the woods, no, not a lot of like power yeah. or very and small also with town a full vibes. moon, if people didn't have electric light. I think like younger kids would be encouraged to play outside when there's a road because mm. they can see. And then their parents were probably like, oh, don't go out on a full moon. There's big, scary creatures. <gasps> we That's should great. put, I like that parents. We should put parents up for like creating this. To to con- <laughs> <laughs> Tracy's already nervous about herself as a parent. Let's put them up. <laughs> I blame those parents. Uh, well, to bring see- it back to yeah. wolves. Wolves are the villains in so many fairy tales. And I did a lot of research on this back when I, before I started my organization, I was writing a novel about a wolf sanctuary. And I was trying to get to the root of why wolves are so polarizing. And it turns out that a lot of farms were being built in in Europe. A lot of farms were being built along the perimeters of these old forests. And so they needed to teach their kids not to run out into the woods at night or during the day. And so they came up with all these stories about how there were wolves trying to steal your bread and trying to uh, wear you a skin, (laughs) even though wolves like didn't attack kids, really. It was just a way of keeping them away from these uh, big, scary places. It's like a boogeyman Mm -hmm. kind of. Yeah, it's it's a version of the boogeyman. Totally. I, I think that's a really good point. I think we should put the farming community up on the mm. board. Well, um, the boogeyman, though, is that's more just like he's like evil lurking. That's like more children's nightmares. I feel like the the wolf in like fables and stuff is is used more as like a, I mean, like a fable, like to teach your kid a lesson kind right. of thing, right? What is like, that? So that's a good point. Is mm-hmm. there, is it like a morality tale mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. like that? Or is it more of like a, like a safety measure Mm -hmm. it's it's almost like one of those invisible dog collars like you get shocked once and like the dog knows not to go too far but i'm just trying to think of what the story version of that is who becomes a werewolf like do you have to get bitten is there like these are all great questions let's do one 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 at a time well, well right. let's put up on the board. Well, we can put a couple things the... up on the board based on what Tracy just said, which yes. is which is and we'll get back morality to... tale. Yeah. Yes. Or morality like the... tale. Yeah. Uh-huh, go on. I was just gonna say it's almost like you don't want to blame the morality tale, but it's like maybe it's like people's lack of well uh, creativity when it comes to like teaching morality, but it's actually quite quite creative. Mm, it so is quite yeah, creative. so, <laughs> <laughs> so or creativity. Uh, yeah, that's to blame. Well, back to the farming community because I, okay. I feel like this was a this will answer a lot of questions. This is from the New York Times. In the early 19th century, when the Grimm brothers collected their fairy tales, wolves presented an existential threat to small farmers in an agrarian society Mm -hmm. the wolf was portrayed as the ultimate villain a scheming predator who does who goes after women children and livelihood in the wolf and the seven goats he gobbles up six of seven baby goats in little red riding hood he swallows first granny then the little girl you can explain that fairy tales are only fairy tales but that alone won't do said uh miss ludwig of the regional government the cycle the psychology is complex because of the long history of the wolf in German folklore. Little Red Riding Hood Syndrome, she called it. This okay. is from Fandom. Ethologist Dr. Valerius Geist of the University of Calgary, Alberta, wrote that the fable was likely based on genuine risk of wolf attacks at the time. He argues that wolves are in fact dangerous predators and fables served as a valid warning not to enter forests where wolves were known to live and to be on the lookout for such. Dating as far back as ancient Greeks, werewolves and other shapeshifters have been used in storytelling to not only help explain the unexplainable, but also to serve as a warning about what can happen when humans allow their dark side to take over. Monsters allow us to explore those categories that we're afraid to mix and match or those fears that we're afraid to face directly. Um, So 
there's a lot here, right? Yeah. So I think the fable is part of it, the, mm -hmm. the, the practical aspect. Mm -hmm. Don't go into the woods. There are wolves out there. Right. Um, and then there's this more uh, human, as mm -hmm. you said, Chris, humans are the num uh, number two killer mm -hmm. of humans. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, that... We and 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 there's like a a denial, right? We we can't believe that another human would commit such yeah. atrocious acts against their Ooh. own kind, and right. so we must otherize it. So maybe yeah. it's denying our own animal instincts or capabilities uh, on the board. Mm -hmm. That's like juicy. It. Oh yeah. I mean, it's also like in this Greek mythology and in uh, Gilgamesh, the story of Gilgamesh, the characters who turn into wolves it's sort of like a punishment mm. in a way like they're turned into wolves as like a punishment um so yeah i think that that plays into this idea of look if you give it over into your darker side you will become sort of more beast-like and less hum human yeah and all of the um portrayals of werewolves in like Hollywood and you guys tell me in Teen Wolf no one is ever excited <laughs> to be turning into a wolf when no. it's happening he's pretty they're, excited he they're was? shocked okay but usually he, they're shocked they're like shocked oh no it's first. happening he's, again yes. and they're always he's very naked. scared yes at the yeah. end they, they're, they come to and they're like oh my god I'm naked in the middle of the woods what's happening right <laughs> which back to your earlier point Tracy like is kind of sexy so why aren't werewolves more sexy, more sexy. Right? Exactly. Well, let's just put that on the board why aren't werewolves more sexy perhaps it's because they are connected to a male sexual deviance or a male oh. sexual aggression oh okay go on this is from science how stuff works these traits come not just from a werewolf's appearance, but from the folkloric history behind werewolves. In many stories, a man becomes a werewolf because of some sort of excess. His behavior may be too rough, or he may be, by the standards of the community, be sexually deviant, usually in terms of wanton relationships with women. One of the most famous uh, wolf trials was that of Peter Stubb, who lived in 16th century Germany. His crimes were so horrific that when he confessed to being a werewolf, his fellow villagers welcomed the explanation. Stubb had raped and killed members of his family and had cannibalized his son. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to read this as well because it, it kind of plays into it. The earliest werewolf literature, literature shows gods using lycanthropy as punishment. The idea of werewolves as punished men is also part of a number of folk tales, although gods aren't always part of the story. Sometimes someone simply becomes a werewolf as a result of bad behavior, or someone whose behavior is bad turns out to be a werewolf. The transgression often has something to do with sexual excess, and the culprit is usually male. In one tale, a woman suspects that her husband is a werewolf. One day, while he's at work in the fields, a wolf comes into her kitchen and attacks her. It bites her skirt or apron, which is usually red, and runs away. When the husband returns, his wife sees part of his skirt of her skirt caught in his teeth. The double entendres abound. This connection to rough or coarse behavior also ties into modern psychology. In psychological terms, you might think of a person's struggle with lycanthropy as a struggle to become to come to terms with or to get rid of their more primitive nature. When a man becomes a werewolf, his primal instincts, which aren't necessarily considered to be appropriate, take over. Mm. It sounds like an excuse a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> right. For just like sexual violence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I can't control myself. I literally, when the moon <laughs> comes out, my hair grows long, I grow fangs and I murder children. I can't control myself. <laughs> Like that's, that that doesn't sound like a yeah, yeah my bad <laughs> it sounds a little flat mm -hmm. so Do maybe we... like puritanical beliefs belong on the board yeah yes. I like that yes definitely love that um do we put making excuses for men's <laughs> sexual violence uh, yeah I think the patriarchy yeah. that's always the uh, yeah the patriarchy. The patriarchy. there it is there thank it you is. Tracy we always come back to it. <laughs> Um, you know, it, it's reminding me of like, there's, there must be a huge correlation between werewolves and witches. So it's like in mm, this werewolves yeah. are the, the male version of what witches were at the time. Right. Yeah. And right. a lot of people were 
convicted of being werewolves. There's something mm. like 300,000, like in a, in, this is one of the facts we mentioned earlier, but in France from 1520 to 1630, there's more than 300,000 recorded cases of people claiming to be werewolves. 30,000, I think. Oh, sorry. I said three. I probably said like three million. <laughs> <laughs> no, 30,000. Still a lot. In claiming a, in a to be or being accused of right? being. I think that was like a rash of like ac maybe accusations or claim to be or appeared to be is what it says. But I got to mm. look into this. Hang on one second. Yeah. You I, know, I think well, there was a time period where um, people would be accused of horrific acts and they would just resort to being, you know, either right. they would jump to the conclusion that people must be a werewolf or they would actually say they were were werewolves to try and uh, excuse themselves. That, that that is hilarious to me because I think like no one, no witch, no people being accused of anything were like, it's because I'm a witch, you know, like you can't blame me, but I love that a man's like, oh, it's not my fault. I'm just a werewolf. <laughs> so let me off the hook. I'm seeing, I'm seeing that that number has been debunked for the most part. Okay. So I'm seeing that that's kind of like a bogus number, mm -hmm. although that period there was a lot of um panic about werewolves and i think that plays into what we're talking about which is this sort of fear like what causes this fear well, i like um, the word panic chris like yeah like, but like a community of people going into a panic the idea of that like based on like a rumor or something is kind of yeah. interesting Ooh, hysteria. Hysteria. that's Let's good that. um okay this is the, here's an excerpt uh, that might be relevant uh today this is from today in the area in the era of the witch hunts french authorities seeing witches everywhere believed their satanic powers included the ability to transform into a wolf oh okay so now they're blaming the witches for turning men into wolves oh wow. that made, now that makes sense that makes we sense. got Back there the we got there mm-hmm <laughs> 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 As a result, he says, countless people were burned at the stake for the crime of being a, a man wolf. In fact, according to Woods, the practice of burning and executing werewolves lasted well until the 1700s. There were a lot of places and times where that was way more popular than witch trials, Woods says. They hmm. were convicting, uh, torturing, and executing people in charges of being werewolves. Okay. Now... I wonder if it's just like everyone who, every man who like committed some kind of sexual deviance or crime uh, was just labeled a werewolf at the time. And that's why the werewolf numbers just skyrocketed. We're so high. <laughs> that's a sad possibility. Yeah. Like any guy that like doggy style, burn him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a werewolf. Freak. <laughs> oh. Um, I feel like we should also look into dis and discuss the more practical reasons. Okay. Sure. Why? Uh, so for instance, rabies. It's mm, possible right. that. Oh, so like an actual understand. dog with rabies, and people think it's a human turned into a werewolf kind of situation. Well, humans or, can yeah, get people rabies. getting rabies. Right. Yeah. Yes, but they don't turn into like hairy beasts, no. right? You just become. But they do get more violent. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it usually comes from an animal bite. Yes. yes. Then perhaps is why I feel like werewolves eventually, because because vampires bite people, but I think right. you can also become a werewolf by biting mm -hmm. another person, yeah. and then that person mm -hmm. becomes a werewolf. Right. According right? to right. folklore, yes. The uh, that's the way you become. But that's if you new. Survive a werewolf bite. Yeah. That's it. That was new. That wasn't. Uh, OG reason. <laughs> oh, I thought werewolves like were hereditary. I thought like that you find too. out that your dad was that a werewolf. Too. Mm -hmm. That too. And there were some early medical conditions which people, which were unexplained at the time hmm. and that were kind of linked to being a werewolf. This is from History Daily. In 1725, a young boy was found naked and walking on all fours somewhere in Germany. Dubbed a wild boy, he was one of the first cases of children believed to be raised by wolves. He could not talk or walk upright and ate with his hands. His name was Peter and treated uh, like a sideshow freak. Hmm. People came hmm. to gawk at the wild boy. 
After a time, he was sent to England to be novelty for the courts of both King George I and King George II. Although put the, he put them up on the board. I know. <laughs> Although he was said to be a wolf boy, most likely the child suffered from a medical condition. Some experts think Peter had Pitt-Hopkins uh, syndrome, a disease that would explain his lack of speech and stunted intelligence. Mm. This is from History Daily. In very rare cases, a human is afflicted with what is sometimes called werewolf syndrome. They have excessive hair, and the hair is more than just a thick beard. It covers the entire body, with mm. the exception of the palms and soles of the feet. This condition is called hypertrichosis. But it is often called werewolf syndrome because the patients look like human wolves. Extreme cases of hypertrichosis caused by a genetic mutation are very rare. In fact, there have only been 50 cases reported since medieval times. It could be, however, that werewolf myth began when people mistook hypertrichosis sufferers for human wolf hybrids. Right. Okay. So up on the board, should we put hypertrichosis? Yes. Also, <laughs> yeah. should we put lycanthropy, which is the you know, like people believing that they're they're wolves? Yes. Okay. And That's the one where where you and you can believe you're any kind of animal, right? Right. right What's right. that called again? Lycanthropy. Oh yes. And then also like rabies, rabies. infecting humans. Rabies is on here. Yes. I also want to put up on the board bad lighting. Because I feel like if you had one or any of these things uh, and it wasn't daytime, you could be like, there could be a lot, like you're, anybody observing you could let their imagination run wild because they can't see you or they can't. They well, can't. along those points, yeah. then we should put up um, bad eyesight because back in the day, you could get too. glasses <laughs> and you were just like, that was a blurry, crazy guy. It's a werewolf. <laughs> Let's get it up there. We haven't put the full moon up yet, though. Well, again, that's one of those things that it's one of the folklore. Right. And it, that, well, I think it was layered on later, like in Hollywood version of werewolves. We don't know that they don't exist. <laughs> we, could we could say like 99.9% oh, .9 like sure that there's no such thing as a werewolf, but like. You want to leave that possibility. I mean, you just open. never, ever know. It's true. true. It's true. We'll have to ask our expert. When he comes up. <laughs> yeah. Could we add lead poisoning to the list oh, as well? Yes. Why? Tell me why. It just seems like whenever you look at history, anyone's bizarre behavior is in line with the symptoms of lead poisoning. Mm. And everyone was just drinking pure from pure lead goblets all the time. So it okay. seems like God. people probably went crazy and right. uh, were running around naked and angry now, what and aggressive. Are the, the, the symptoms of lead poisoning are, are just going mad? I think so. <laughs> okay, we'll look that up. Chris, look look that I'll up. I'll get into this here. Yeah. While you do that, I, I, this kind of goes back to what we were discussing earlier, but um, it's like an easier way to digest serial killers. Mm. Here are some of the few serial killers of the time. <laughs> uh, this is from history.com. Uh, Whether Burgot, Verdon, or Garnier were mentally ill, acted under the influence of a hallucinogenic substance, or were simply cold-blooded killers is up for debate but it likely didn't matter to superstitious Europeans during the 16th century. To them, such heinous crimes could only be committed by horrific beasts such as werewolf. It's possible that the heinous acts of serial killers were mistaken for the work of uh, werewolves hundreds of years ago. Several old cases of serial murders contained statements from the accused murderer claiming that he had turned into a wolf or another animal when committing the crime. It could be that these people were suffering from a rare psycho uh, psychological condition called ly lycanthropy, in which they truly believe that they're transformed into werewolves. It could also be that they're just murderers blaming their crimes on werewolves. Mm -hmm. uh, talk about crying wolf. Uh, <laughs> this is from The Travel. Another well-known case is that, of is that of the werewolf of Dole, who made his mark during the 16th century, known by his real name as uh, of Giles Garnier. His targets were children, and he too was burned at the stake after confessing to such horrible crimes. So it was um, 
a lot of excuses again for serial killers. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, serial killers, they just de- de- defy understanding. So again, it provides a sort of story that goes on top of these things that are hard for humans to comprehend. Mm. Mm. Um, to go back to lead poisoning and what Tracy was saying before, uh, yeah, there are ex- they extremely are extremely dangerous. They date back all the way to the Roman in the Roman aqueducts. Some of them were made of lead, and leads to impulsivity and aggression. Absolutely, one thousand percent. There you go. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and it's also it, it's like brain function doesn't work properly. Right. Ooh. So throw it up there for sure. Which is I'm why shocked. they're trying to like make sure there's not lead in our regular drinking water because they're literally just trying to keep the population from going totally insane. And then we have an actual zombie apocalypse. Oh, yep. zombie yep. werewolf apocalypse. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Who would win? Yep. Right. Is the werewolf. zombie the new werewolf? I mm. think that mm. is something mm. that is happening. I actually feel like I read that the the werewolf is being taken over by the zombie or at least... You know, there's there's Dracula, right? There's vampires. Right. Still around. There's- so sexy. So sexy. <laughs> Good for them. Well, there's werewolves, and then the the new version is just like zombies. Right. And everyone's sleeping on the mosquito. Oh, <laughs> well, Meanwhile, just we- killing all of us. <laughs> yeah. Silent. <laughs> hmm. Um, so I, I feel like we've got a hefty board here. Okay. Is there mm-hmm. anything else we feel like we want to put up on the board? Hmm. Maybe I can't just think of anything. Boredom. <laughs> boredom? Like why, Clay? Just coming up just, with creative stories. Yeah, just like because when you look back at the origins, it was just like of a very specific time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe this kind of injected some like thrill, that like risk of I don't know, the uh, supernatural, the unknown, the unexplained, and it mm. oh. I don't know. Puberty. That's the other thing. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tr- I knew true. I was missing yeah. something. Puberty is very scary. Strange places. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Real it's puberty. like the, it's the dramatic effects of 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 puberty oh, and how your right, body changes. That's what Teen Wolf is about. Um, it's just <laughs> no. It really and, is. That just clicked for me. <laughs> and people maybe not understanding those those changes. Mm. Um, there's also like a, a a version where they thought that it was like teenage old timey teenage rule breakers. Um, hmm, right. You know, teenagers are just acting like teens and and. and and like Tracy said, it was like a way for their parents to um, just get them Try inside the house. In. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Huh. All right. That's really interesting. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Put it up let's, on the take, board. let's take a quick break and then we'll start knocking things off the board. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have stress and anxiety we carry around as we go about our everyday life. At The Alarmist, we know it's always better to say it out loud and talk it through. Whenever I stress about the sinking of the Titanic, I don't sit with those thoughts in a dark room. I turn on the lights and dive right into it. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and work through what's really going on. Maybe you can't stop spiraling or catastrophizing. I started therapy over 10 years ago and never looked back. If you're thinking of starting therapy... Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Heck, we sometimes change our minds and rethink the verdict at The Alarmist. And that's also okay when it comes to therapists. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Alarmist today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash alarmist. Who's to blame for werewolf folklore origins? Is it human need to feel in control? Parents? Farming community? Morality tall tales? Humans denying our own animal characteristics? Why aren't werewolves more (laughs) sexy? And that's more of just a general question. Male sexual deviance? Puritanical beliefs? The patriarchy? Collective hysteria, witches, rabies, unexplained medical conditions, hypertrichosis, lycanthropy, bad lighting, bad eyesight, lead poisoning, an easier way to digest serial killers of the time, boredom or puberty. Hefty board. Is the list always this long? (laughs) Not usually. (laughs) Not always. Not always. This is a good one. Does anybody want to take a stab at why aren't werewolves more sexy just in general? Isn't there the one werewolf, though, from um, Twilight that is sexy? Isn't him like him? But I I don't know the series at all. I just mm -hmm. sexy. What's the actor? He's Taylor Lautner. Yes. But never really took off the same way. Like Legends of the Fall. Not Legends. Interview with a Vampire. It just seemed like after that, like there were so many shows and movies and books about vampires and werewolves. Like it just kind of ended with. My 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 guess is this, that based on our conversation, the werewolf is the it goes back to the deviance or the aggression. Like they are very violent, whereas like a a a vampire is very much into like luring their victim with a lot of like charm and wit and all of that. So maybe that it's easier to write the sexy vampire than it is to write the sexy crazed (laughs) beast. I am looking at a Google image search for sexy werewolf and it is really, really rough out there. Oh boy. (laughs) Oh yeah. Don't tell me. going to get some weird ads now. Uh, There's weird. Yeah. (laughs) You were careful. (laughs) Looking forward to my Instagram tomorrow for sure. Um, Okay. So, Want to take it off? Take that off the board right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're going to come up with the answer to why werewolves I aren't more so sexy. Either. Agreed. And to Tracy's point, like Twilight was revolution. I feel like it was revolutionary in that it was like we're doing it, but this time the werewolf is sexy. Yeah, <laughs> and it's an anomaly. Again, it didn't. It didn't pick up. Um, okay. I, like I think a lot of witches. these overlap. Like yes. morality. Male sexual deviance, puritanical beliefs. Right. How do we want to categorize all that? Okay. So, okay. What what do we fold them into? Like what seems to be like the the... header under that? Unexplained medical conditions for the, we can put uh, the werewolf syndrome, hypertrichosis, Mm -hmm. and lycanthropy under that. Okay. And Mm -hmm. rabies. And maybe and like rabies and lead poisoning, yeah. like lead all poisoning medical right. yes. explanations. Right. right. Um, 
and an easier way to digest serial killers. I feel like we can fold that into male sexual deviance. Sure. Okay. I mean, sure. there's a huge leap between sexual deviance and serial. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Maybe we just leave that separate on its own. Mm -hmm. You could put uh, no. Maybe we put bad lighting and bad eyesight under, well, not lighting, but eyesight and no glasses can go under unexplained medical conditions as well. <laughs> yeah, I guess it all kind of gets folded in, but I mean, bad lighting, I feel like, uh, yeah, leave, that, so. leave it up. Yeah. No, no. The uh, you know, nighttime, that's an issue. It, it's always been an issue. I think right. the, the, the thing about, um, uh, morality tall tales mm -hmm. i think you can fold a lot into that right okay. because we we can on the one hand be talking about how to um teach lessons to your kids to not go out at night and on the other hand we can teach lessons to people about how to rein in your more rage. kind of mm -hmm. rage and impulsive sure. behavior True. so maybe we can roll male sexual deviance and aggression as well as like um humans need to, needing to feel in, to, in, in control as well as um, mm. an easier way to digest serial killers all into morality, tall yeah. tales. And parents. Okay. Parents are, are the ones okay. teaching morality. Yeah, sure. right. Okay, right. great. Sure. Okay, okay. Um, parents, okay. And, um, per, and the male sexual deviance or aggression, I guess, folds into that as well. And it's puritanical sort of, beliefs. And, puritan and yeah. puritanical mm -hmm. beliefs. It's, very, okay. it's a very useful tool if you're sort of trying to rein people in is to make up these like stories. I can totally mm -hmm. see how religion is a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> you come up with a bunch of like compelling stories and people are like, yeah, that's true. I, I guess I should behave a certain way. Right. Yeah. Well, and they, and they, and they are lasting, right? Like uh little yeah. red riding hood, like totally. everyone knows that story and there's a lot yeah. of lessons you can pull from mm. like speaking to strangers, you know, <laughs> like all that it, kind of stuff. It's incredible branding and all the while never needing to be sexy. Which is, <laughs> it's even more like oh they've already sexualized little red riding hood don't you worry oh okay okay it's the yeah, you yeah. know but right but the, the wolves werewolf. yeah right yeah right, right. the wolf okay in terms of uh witches i feel like we they need to be taken off the board yeah, yeah. doesn't feel super strong it's just a way to blame women yeah Farming so then it's under makes... the patriarchy yeah yeah right, for sure right, right. for sure Farming community or agrarian communities like make so much sense to me because, okay, we were like these humans that were like roaming and hunting, gathering, and then we were like, oh, wait, you can plant like agriculture and like live yeah. here for a while. And that's when they were like, all right, well, let's like collect a bunch of sheep. And that's when wolves were like, you're going to stay here. Like, yeah, okay, cool. This I'm is gonna kind of thank you. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> gathering my food. Yeah, like this is my this is great. Or I guess it's like shooting fish in a barrel, I guess too. And that's right. when I think wolves mm. kind of presented themselves as more like I don't know how to put it, but like a, a common enemy. Or a, uh, so or maybe a, like social order is the bigger right, picture right. because that's like, all right, we're farming now, we need to protect our crop. But we also mm. need to protect our society as well. We can't have any deviance. We can't have anyone. Right. Uh, we all have to be on board yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Social so, order. So should we let let's add that? I know that we're taking things off the list right <laughs> now, but I I want to add that we can. I feel like we can take out humans denying their own animal characteristics. Sure. Right. Well, that plays into morality tall yeah. tales, which, yeah. which sure. I think folds into social order. And I think you can fold yeah. morality tall tales and farming community into social yeah. order. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that's ultimately like what started kind of all this contested mm -hmm. relationship with these wolves. And you said but and fold morality into social order as well, Chris? I mean, what do you guys think about that? I, I it's mean, like, which is which? Because social order is or? is a good or bad well, I think it's more like social order makes me think of like like the pecking order versus like social obedience or something. Like if, as long as we're thinking about it that way, it's about like everyone like kind of maintaining the control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know? we all need to be on the same page and we all yeah. need to mm -hmm. know who's the boss. 
Right. right. Ooh, that is that is that screams control, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let, let's work back. I, I feel like boredom falls off the list, as yeah. does bad lighting. I know darkness is scary, but yeah, puberty feels a <laughs> little puberty, like you can't yeah. blame the human body no. for just doing its thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> but collective I mean, it, hysteria it, it was, i feel like can also just go into like it's also the time period you know it must have been so scary we've talked about this before but it must have been so scary to mm. live in that time um where it's it is darkness you are out alone there are so many you're you're so susceptible to all of the elements <laughs> completely and, to to human um mm. you know deviance yeah yeah there's no one to call no one's gonna come and help you uh, unless it's you scream and it's your neighbor who decides to help which is why you cling on to this social order like you need for people to be yeah of a certain kind of uh civility like mm. Clayton always says the thin line mm. so, so it's the- a form of control yeah this is. Yeah, this folds it to me. Yeah. This is all social order. Okay, I, this I really so we've got like, social oh. order. We've got uh, morality, tall tales, the patriarchy, and unexplained medical conditions. I, I think, think that's patriarchy really goes under social order. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then, what do we think about sending? And I think morality, tall tales, is a tool for maintaining social order. Yeah, I agree. So then is that more then I think that's more to blame. The morality no? tall tales for the for the werewolf specifically. Yeah. Or the werewolf for the creation folklore. of the werewolf. I think for the fear of the werewolf, that's more like the social order. Yeah, but so or, then maybe that's that's what we're talking about. Uh, maybe we just you just sort of you answered your own question. It's like yeah. almost like a, you know, it's it's a modern version of like, you know, Old Testament, like religion. Why this like puritanical times mm-hmm. was really created to like create some kind of order and like a chaotic society, right? Like rule, uh-huh. there's going to be rules if you don't command, you know, follow these commands or whatever. So this is almost like the 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 secular or the non secular way of controlling the the population. It's not like fear of God; it's fear of monsters yeah. Ooh. and man. Okay, so social order goes to the alarmist jail and we slap unexplained medical conditions. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. Because I'll because that was probably the actual like rationale for a lot of this a lot of these events. Yeah, or or even the inspiration, right? Mm-hmm. There must have been right. one or two people. Right. <laughs> um and and that you know, you know how things snowballed like back neighbor, in the day. Right. I mean, my neighbor it's Ralph, a game of telephone. My neighbor Ralph, have you seen him with a shirt off? The guy's got hair on his shoulders and stuff. It's really weird. You know, I have an idea for a story, actually. Yeah, there you go. The rest is history. All right. I I, I think I'm going to call it. Okay. We did it. We did it. Okay. Unexplained medical conditions. You're getting the big slap. Mm. Social order. You're going to the alarmist jail. I'm scared now that we sent social, social order, order to the alarmist jail. Well, it's not just like, it's like real like control. I feel like it's not just like, let's all just work together, right? Like, I feel like that's what we mean when we say that. It's like controlling yeah. the population. Also, who's making the rules, right? You got to ask yourself. True. Right. Who's right. set, you know, we're, we're so flawed. It's just like our idea of, of how society should be. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah. when you when you start creating a society, you got to just be careful. Like, ha- get a good group of people <laughs> that you trust. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Make sure the you next time a, you create a society, yeah, yeah, get a, make get sure a full, you got a good group. Get a full meal. You know, you don't want to do this kind of thing on an empty stomach. That kind of thing. No, no. Yes, make sure everyone's well fed. And and this is why this was the perfect group to uh, figure out who's to blame for. Uh, the werewolf folklore. Tracy, mm. I mean, we couldn't have done this without you. Oh, so, thank you so much for having me. You'll be getting our phone call. I hope you um, pick up the phone when we uh, decide to call you for our social order meeting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you have experience creating societies, but we're going to need you. 
<laughs> Sorry. And, yeah. You're you're committed. Sorry. Oh no. <laughs> and if you're having a rough day with the kids, just tell them about werewolves to get them in line. <laughs> oh yeah. You picked up some parenting tips. Mm, <laughs> Thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you. This was fun. In the aftermath, our werewolf obsession is alive and well. And as recently as April of this year, a video emerged purporting to show a living werewolf crossing a street in Corrientes, Argentina. The image is blurry, but the message is clear. We're still obsessed with werewolves. The Alarmist is now on Patreon. Subscribe and get ad-free content along with bonus episodes. Go to patreon.com slash thealarmist or check out the link in our show description. Visit our website, www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, at thealarmistpodcast and on Twitter, at alarmistthe. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early with editing by Molly Hockey and fact-checking by Chris Smith. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Crystal Dinsberg. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing Malaysian Airlines Flight 370. The Alarmist. Powered by ACAST. 